You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Monday, March 14th. Today we're talking about how a robot dove 10,000 feet to glimpse Shackleton's Antarctic shipwreck for the first time in more than a century. Before we get into today's top story, remember to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, how Ukraine's massive pool of online gig workers for Fiverr, Upwork, and other services are still coding through the war. Checking in on Wired Science, the pandemic tanked rates of childhood vaccination. Routine shots are down for everything from measles to tetanus to polio, leaving kids unprotected and raising the risk of outbreaks. And on Wired Security, in many parts of the world, law enforcement uses WhatsApp chats, text messages, and photos from confiscated phones as evidence against persecuted LGBTQ groups. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com slash podcasts. In late 1914, explorer Ernest Shackleton and 27 crewmen sailed into the icy waters around Antarctica. Their state-of-the-art ship, Endurance, stretched 144 feet, with three towering masts, its hull ultra-reinforced to resist crumpling in the floating ice. The crew's plan was to hike across the frozen continent, but the sea had other ideas. Endurance got stuck off the coast and was slowly crushed by the floating ice, forcing the men into one of the most famous feats of survival in history. Do yourself a favor and immediately read Alfred Lansing's book on the expedition. They endured for over a year, scurrying across ice floes to hunt penguins and seals before reaching an uninhabited island. From there, Shackleton and a small party sailed 800 miles in a little boat rescued from the Endurance, made land on the island of South Georgia, and hiked to a whaling station, then returned by ship to pick up the rest of the crew. Over a century later, scientists have now used another state-of-the-art vehicle to finally glimpse the long-lost wreck of the Endurance. Dangling from an icebreaker in Antarctica's Weddell Sea, an underwater robot called Sabretooth dove almost 10,000 feet, painting the sea floor with blasts of sonar that betrayed the unmistakable form of a ship. Switching to the robot's cameras, the crew captured video of a stunningly well-preserved wooden vessel. It's a huge achievement, from the historical point of view, for the story of Shackleton and his crew, as well as an extremely strong achievement from the technology point of view, because it was probably one of the most complicated shipwrecks to discover, says Nico Vincent, subsea project manager of the expedition, which was organized by the Falklands Maritime Heritage Trust. 
That's thanks to Antarctica's notoriously bad weather and thick, unpredictable ice, which was trying its best to make life miserable for the expedition's icebreaker, the S.A. Agullis II. It wasn't so much that anyone was worried about the icebreaker meeting the same fate as the Endurance. Believe me, she is a marvelous vessel, says Vincent. I never saw an icebreaker steaming at more than eight knots in the middle of 1.5-meter thick ice. It was more that chunks of floating ice would make it impossible to lower the 12-foot-long robot, it shaped a bit like a sled, or might cut its thin fiber-optic tether to the boat. So the researchers used satellite data to predict the movement of ice around them, and once Sabretooth was in the water, the icebreaker's pilot used propeller blasts to keep the sea around the vessel open. Sabretooth's tether makes it unlike other Antarctic Ocean robots, which tend to be fully autonomous. Scientists give them orders to explore a certain area on their own. It's similar to the reason why Mars rovers are autonomous. Signals take way too long to get back and forth from the red planet, and radar communications don't penetrate seawater. But Sabretooth is a hybrid robot, meaning that while it can autonomously roam the Antarctic sea floor, its operators can assume control as needed. That tether can't provide power to the robot, since that would thicken the line and make it more prone to getting pushed around by currents. The researchers knew roughly where to look because Endurance's captain had logged the ship's last location, but he did so with early 20th century methods, which were less precise than today's GPS. So the explorers programmed Sabretooth to wander, scanning the bottom of the wet LC while a sonar analyst aboard the icebreaker parsed the data in real time. And then it arrived, the unmistakable form of a shipwreck, unmistakable at least to a trained sonar analyst. You could not imagine the faces of the people when we saw the Endurance for the first time, says Vincent. But as bad luck would have it, there was only a minute left on the robot's battery. Immediately, we interrupted the dive to come back to the surface and recharge, he says. No matter, the scientists had finally located one of history's most legendary shipwrecks. When they returned with the recharged Sabretooth to get more footage, they found an astonishingly well-preserved wooden ship. The Antarctic Treaty protects this shipwreck as a historic site and monument, so the explorers could only look, not touch. But the images speak volumes. In a video recorded, you can clearly see the ship's name splayed across the stern, one of the broken masts, and even the wheel. Ironically enough, the harshness of the Antarctic Sea both sank endurance and preserved it like no other shipwreck. A vessel made of wood is supposed to quickly rot thanks to microbes and critters called shipworms, which grow up to five feet long as they chew through wood. But Antarctica is devoid of trees, which means there aren't organisms in its surrounding waters that have evolved to break wood down for nutrients. Vincent has been at this kind of work for decades and has seen hundreds of shipwrecks, but none quite like this. The level of preservation of this wreck is absolutely, absolutely gorgeous. It's like she sunk yesterday, says Vincent. This is something that we see one time in a life, only one time. Incredible. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from Wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.